Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. I slept like a champion last night. Like if there was a championship of sleeping, I woke up with the gold medal this morning. You know, this little aura ring thing measures like all your deep sleep and all that stuff. Deep sleep for two hours. So we're ready to rock and roll today, like big time. If you if you saw my Fox and Friends hit this morning, you saw it. I'm like, I'm, I'm full of piss and vinegar today. Am I allowed to say that? I think so. It's our show, right? We can say whatever we want. Yeah, okay. let it rip. <laughs> let it, thanks, Joe. I got a lot for you today. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Don't let big tech track what you do online. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Here's what's on the lineup today. It's going to be busy. What are we conserving in conservatism? And why aren't we talking more about the dignity of work? Please don't go anywhere. I've got a video for you opening up the show that if it doesn't tick you off, nothing will. I don't even know if it's real or not. This guy might be joking around, but it's making its way around the internet. And whether it's real or not, people are listening to it. It's about a guy who's like, work? I'm not going to work. Work is for suckers. I got that. Then I've got a whole segment on what Pelosi and Sanders are up to and how hypocritical these absolute frauds are. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. We all take little risks every day we go online. Whether we think about it or not, we think our connection won't be interrupted by hackers. Our data probably won't be used against us. But using the internet without ExpressVPN, that's like driving a car without car insurance. It's crazy. Don't ever take that risk. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, cafes, hotels, airports, any hacker on that network can gain access to your personal data, whether it's your passwords, financial details, or more. It doesn't take a lot of technical knowledge to hack someone, just some cheap hardware. A smart 12-year-old can do it, and your data is valuable. Hackers can make up to $1,000 per person selling personal info on the dark web. ExpressVPN acts as online insurance. It creates a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so hackers can't steal your personal data. I'd take a hacker with a supercomputer over a, uh, it'd take a hacker, a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. It is tight, solid. We use it for everything here. ExpressVPN is simple to use on all your devices. Just fire up the app, click one button, you're protected. It's that simple. Secure your online today to don't wait. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Go today. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino and get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. All right, Joe, let's go. All right. All right, so let's, <laughs> so let's get right to it. Here's a video I saw making the rounds on social media. Listen, I don't even know if this guy's being serious or not. I don't. But it's making the rounds and people are paying attention to it. It's a guy. I want you to listen to the whole thing. It is a guy suggesting basically that work is for suckers. I want you to listen to this air quotes hot take. Check this out and watch your blood boil. There's an influx of people who are quitting their jobs because they realize that they no longer want to work. And I love that for us. I'm a part of that. I quit my job because I don't want to work anymore. But then there are people who are like, yeah, quit your job and then start your own business. And I'm like, baby, you're not getting it. I don't want to work. I don't want to work. Period. I don't want to work for you. I don't want to work for me. I don't want to work for anyone. Like working, it's the, it's working is the issue. It's not who you work for. It's working. Why do we work? Why do we need money? Money is such a middleman. You just use money to get stuff. Why can't we just get the stuff? I don't want to have a business because I don't want to charge people for anything. Because to me, that like defeats the purpose of trying to get away from the capitalist thing. I don't want to charge people who don't already have money. That doesn't make any sense to me. Why would I do that? It's almost evil. I get it. Follow If you want to start a business and that's your dream, do that. 
It's just not mine. So please don't try to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, does this guy not realize that the stuff he wants to give away for free is made by someone who worked? I'm just asking a question. Like, is he, how does he think these this pen, this this phone, the gavel on my desk? How does he think these things just popped into existence? The gavel, phone, pen, fairy. How, how does he think that happened? Went down. Now again, I don't even know if this guy's being sincere or not. But I saw this uh, this weekend, and it was quite infuriating. It reminded me again. I have a speech coming up. I rarely give public speeches. Maybe two or three a year tops. But I keep thinking to myself, what do I want to talk about? And I can't emphasize this enough. I said it on Friday on my radio show, and I'm going to talk about it again today. Ladies and gentlemen, the dignity of work. If it is not a bedrock message of our conservative movement, then we are not conserving anything. We are about work. Now, if we can't say to the left in no uncertain terms that we are the party of work, we do not represent sitting on your ass. And if you're going to sit on your ass, then yes, vote Democrat because we are not your guy. Then our party's worthless. There are few things more. I, I, would, I would argue that only life and the right to self-protection are more important than the conservative movement emphasizing the dignity, the human dignity of work, the ability to go and manipulate the environment to advance human prosperity, to feed people, to make sure people aren't thirsty, to make sure they're healthy, to make sure they have a roof over their head. The people who worked to build that, the truckers who transported it, the carpenters who built the homes, the farmers who produced the food, the absolute human dignity of work. If we can't talk about this proudly with our chest out and our chin held high, then there is no purpose for this conservative movement at all. It's a complete, total waste of our time. The dignity of work has primacy in our movement. It must, again, outside of life and the ability to protect yourself. I can't, I can't think of something more important we should conserve in conservatism than the idea that there is dignity in work. And ladies and gentlemen, there is dignity in all work. All work. I know leftists laugh at people who have to clean toilet bowls and mop floors and dust shelves. I know they laugh at that. I know they look down on the people when they walk by in the supermarket and you see that 18-year-old kid mopping the floor as the store is closing. I know you walk right over where he mopped and sometimes you left this do it on purpose and you walk back and smirk because you think like this man at least alleges. Again, I don't even know if he's kidding or not, but people are listening to this stuff. That what, work is for losers? Work is for suckers? Let me tell you something. And I mean every single word of this. I have more respect for that kid mopping that floor in that supermarket late at night than I will ever have for a PhD liberal loser in sociology lecturing people about the evils of white oppression. That kid is a thousand times a human being you'll ever be. I told you about that line often I, I, I think about from that movie Seven Days in Entebbe, the hijackers. They hijack this plane. They keep all the hostages in an airport hangar in Antebi, in Antebi. And the plumbing backs up. And the pilot luckily has some experience in plumbing. And one of these terrorist revolutionaries is looking at him in disgrace as he fixes the, uh, the plumbing system so people can use the bathroom. And the pilot looks up and says, one plumber is worth 100 revolutionaries. 
I'd argue one plumber is worth 10,000 revolutionaries. Folks, there's dignity in work. If we can't conserve that, we're not worth conserving. I want you to pay attention to this. It's going to be the last in my show notes today, my newsletter, bongino.com slash newsletter, if you'd like to access it. This was a legend in our time. God rest his soul. One of the greatest human beings who've ever, who's ever, ever lived. I have no, I, 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 listen, it, Pope John Paul. You don't have to be a Catholic to respect the genius of Pope John Paul and the intellect. Few people did more to crush the indignity of socialism, communism, and fascism than Pope John Paul. He spoke out often about things like the dignity of work. I want you to read this. It's, it'll be the last link. You can read the entire thing. I'm uh, Laborum Exercens, if you'd like to read it. But this is the, the takeaway quote on the dignity of going to work. He says, and I quote, it is not only good in the sense that it's useful or something to enjoy, speaking about work. It is also good as being something worthy. That is to say, something that corresponds to man's dignity, that expresses his dignity and increases it. If one wishes to define more clearly the ethical meaning of work, it is this truth that one must particularly keep in mind. Last sentence. Work is a good thing for man, a good thing for his humanity. Because through work, man not only transforms nature, adopting it to his needs, but he also achieves fulfillment as a human being. And indeed, in a sense, becomes more a human being. The man was a genius, Pope John Paul. On the dignity of work, of going to work to feed yourself and your family and to feed others and produce shelter for them. And as a doctor to save people's lives. And as a pilot to get people from A to B so they can conduct their business across this vast expansive globe. To the trucker, I, I, I will never forget filling in early in the morning, WMAL, a station we're on now with our new radio show. I would fill in in the morning show, I'd be on the road at 3 o'clock in the morning, get ready to go in there. I'd see these truckers on the side of the road, lined up on I-95 sleeping. How do you think those products, how does this guy in the beginning think those products that he wants to give away got to him? A trucker did that. What do you think happened? The tooth fairy dropped him off? Someone did that. Someone built it, handed it off to a trucker who delivered it. We have to be the party of work. The lack of work, the lack of work is the greatest contributor to income inequality in the entire globe, bar none. Awful governing systems that incentivize people to not work is the single greatest cause of income inequality on planet Earth today. Why am I talking about this now? It's not just because of this video. There's always a story I see that sets me off. And Friday on my radio show, we're going to talk about this again today. This is what got me going right before I went on the air. Just the news story. Pelosi has a committee now on wealth inequality. It's sparking some controversy, but this is a Casey Harper story you'll see in my newsletter. The select committee was created in January, and Speaker Pelosi appointed lawmakers to it just last week. So Nancy, Nancy Pelosi, who doesn't understand the greatest contributor to income inequality on planet Earth, is the failure of some people to work. Get off their asses and work. They don't want to work. This is the biggest contributor. There isn't even a second place. I'm not talking about people who can't work. People with severe disabilities, children, people who've outlived 
uh, their ability. You're in your 80s or 90s, can't move around. Even 80s and 80 and 90-year-olds still work, but some just can't. I'm talking about able-bodied human beings who refuse to take their rump and remove it from the chair and go to work. That is the single greatest cause of income inequality on planet Earth. But Pelosi doesn't want to tell you this. Get a load of this. Look who they have appointed to the Income Inequality Committee. From the Just the News piece. AOC has openly embraced democratic socialism and proposed legislation along those lines. She's on this committee including a Green New Deal package that would pay those, quote, unwilling to work. Recently, she she took fire in the aftermath of fighting between Israel and terrorist group Hamas for comments her critics call anti-Semitic. Taking fire for a lot of things. So we have AOC on an income inequality committee who's actively supporting programs, paying people not to work. Does she not understand the very act of not working is what causes income inequality? Does she not get that? It is the act of going in and mopping a floor and then graduating to, and by the way, brought up the mopping the floor thing because the kid was me. In Key Food on Metropolitan Avenue. Mopping the floors in aisle four late at night. Store's about to close. And watching people, not, all, not often, people were generally very nice. I don't want to be hyperbolic or dramatic. There's some who weren't. Watching them look at you at that look of disdain. What a loser. Floor mopper. Proud to mop that floor. That Al Four floor was the cleanest darn floor in the entire store. I was proud of that. Very proud of that. And I still am. I wouldn't be here today without having mopped that floor. Mopped a lot of floors. Cleaned a lot of bathrooms. There's dignity in that. You don't understand that. You're probably a leftist like AOC who wants to pay people unwilling to work. Here's more from the Just the News article. She says, without naming names, Pelosi had harsh harsh rhetoric for the wealthiest Americans. Keep in mind, she's got a committee on income inequality. She called Nancy Pelosi, that is, called their high pay, these wealthiest Americans. She called it, quote, immoral. She says, quote, it's very clear the widening chasm between CEO, CEO compensation and worker pay has gone from unfair to immoral. The stagnation of worker pay, a historic piece of injustice, maybe about 40 years ago, if you saw our economy, you'd see you would see a productivity rose, worker pay rose, CEO pay rose. Within the past 40 years, more like 35 years, it started to be productivity rises, wages stagnate, CEO pay increases. She says she calls it a right angle going in the wrong direction. She says, to the point where some CEOs make in a few weeks what their entry-level employees make in a lifetime. So to sum that up, Nancy Pelosi is very upset about income inequality in this country and the pay of certain CEOs. You ever ask yourself the question, what is Nancy Pelosi worth? What does she make? What effort is she making to redistribute her own income? Well, here's a fascinating PolitiFact piece. This is just classic. PolitiFact, we call them PolitiFarce. It's not really a fact-checking site. It's a joke. It's an op-ed column for the leftists, for the hard leftists, by the way. So someone apparently put a meme up suggesting that Nancy Pelosi's net worth was $196 million. Don't worry, folks. PolitiFact has set us all straight. Nancy Pelosi 
who is ranting and raving about income inequality and CEO pay. PolitiFact is like false on their truth meter. You can see it right there if you're watching on Rumble. False. She's one of us, folks, as they indicate in the fact check, if you'll put up the screenshot from the piece. Don't worry, folks. Her net worth is not $196 million. Her net worth is $97 million, which PolitiFact conveniently points out. Don't worry. It's just a fraction of the number claimed in the meme. Pelosi, I wonder what she's, what is she doing? It's her and her husband, by the way, to be precise because precision matters here. But PolitiFact, they set us straight. She is definitely one of us, folks. It's not $196 million. Don't worry. It's only $97 million. I wonder what she do. How much do they do on that? Really? Do you think she needs to exist? To I mean, really? How many, I don't know how old she is. What's she going to live? 20 more years? I have no idea. I wish everyone a long life. Go ahead. Do your thing. How much can she possibly spend? She's got $97 million. She's lecturing you on income inequality. Am I missing something here? More in this story in a second. By the way, we got to wish a big happy birthday to intern Justin, who happens to be 19 today. Big round of applause for Justin, 19 years old today. Happy the big guy. Birthday. He is a big guy, by the way. He's about 6'7". <laughs> he, uh, he should be an NBA center one of these days, but uh, I'm not sure that's in his, uh, that's in his plans. <laughs> but congratulations, Justin, on making it 19 years on planet Earth. I hope you. I wish you one day the wealth of Nancy Pelosi. You'll be very... Uh, You'll be very well to do. All right, I'll get back to this in a second because I want, to told, I want to explain to you further that Nancy Pelosi is just one of many frauds in the movement who looks down on people who mop floors and wants to pay people who are, quote, unwilling to work. She's just one of many. There are many other frauds in the income inequality movement that do nothing to redistribute their own income to make others more equal. They do nothing. They're laughing at you openly and the dopes who follow them. I'm going to turn the AC down. Hey, today's show brought to you by Patriot Mobile, too. You like that? Mm -hmm. With major corporations going woke and canceling free speech, we need to partner with companies deserving of our trust. You know, many wireless companies support left-wing causes, causes that threaten our freedoms and beliefs. Patriot Mobile doesn't do that. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless company. They donate a portion of every dollar to organizations that fight for causes both you and I care about. Right now, they have two great offers to choose from. Either get 50% off your first two months or $100 off any phone. Both come with free premier activation. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan. Don't wait. Go there for details. Patriot Mobile has the broadest nationwide coverage and uses the same towers as major providers so you get great service for less money. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan. Patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call their top-rated U.S.-based team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders save even more. Switch to Patriot Mobile, a company you can trust to support your values. PatriotMobile.com slash Dan. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Dan or call 972-PATRIOT. Thank you. By the way, special guest on today's show, my good friend David Wells. You know David Wells is? One of the best left-handed pitchers in the history of Major League Baseball. 
on the radio show today in the second hour, top of. We'll talk about his perfect game, wokeism in sports. He's not down with any of that stuff. He's a real truth teller. I also got Arizona rep and a business partner of mine, Jake Hoffman, to talk about the, this Arizona flat tax disaster and the Republicans getting in the way because we're not going to have that. No one's safe on my show. You either subscribe to conservative values or get the hell out of the conservative movement. It's really that simple. So, folks, again, conservatism is meaningless if we're not conserving something. We should be conserving the idea that there is dignity and work. It has got us to where we are now, the most prosperous uh, country on planet Earth. It is the creation, the manipulation of environment by people who work every single day to create medicines and food that has made us who we are today. The left, however, is populated with frauds. Pelosi, you saw, don't worry, not worth 196 million, only 97 million, her and her family. Total fraud. I wonder how much of that she donates. Does she donate all? She doesn't need all that. She could probably survive in a million. Here's another epic fraud we've been exposing in this show. Here's Patrice Cullors, the co-founder of BLM. Here's a clip, hat tip National Pulse, who saw this one. Here's Patrice Cullors again, a, who claims to be a devout Marxist. If again, co-founder of uh, Black Life Matters. Isn't it Black Lives Matter? No, it's not. Because Black Lives don't matter to Patrice Cullors. A Black Life Matters, that's hers. But here's Patrice Cullors again telling everyone how she's a Marxist organizer. Check this out. Uh, I really encourage people to study political education. Uh, something our movement is lacking deeply is the people's uh, having a deeper understanding of why we're in the place we're in in the first place and different theories and models around organizing. Uh, I'm a trained organizer. I was trained in Marxist theory. And I think we need to be training in multiple theories. And so I would really encourage uh, folks to, to study, study groups. Um, uh, uh, base, base your practice and theory, um, right, practice. So the idea of work is exploitation by nature. You know, fundamental Marxist principles, the government should control the means of production, should distribute everything equally according to people's needs. Those are the principles. Black life matters, her black life, Patrice Cullors claims to live by. There she is again telling everyone how she's a Marxist. Well, let's see how good of a Marxist she is, because apparently Marxism isn't one of her skills either. New report by The Blaze I saw, uh, June 20th, uh, 2021. Social justice nonprofit founded by Black Lives Matter Patrice Cullors Failed to disclose major donations. New report. Really interesting what happened. It's shocker here. I know this is crazy. She's at it again. I'll get to something else she did in a minute. The New York Post reported that her group, Dignity and Power Now, they received $225,000 in 2016. That's strange. Because they told the IRS that the charity had not made more than $50,000 that year, according to public filings. The report noted that Failing to meet that revenue threshold meant that the group didn't have to file a complete federal tax return, which would outline all of its spending and donations. <laughs> what, are the ch- what are the chances? What are the chances that the $50,000 mark, you have to tell people where you're spending your money and they file a tax return according to this report that's under the $50,000 mark and it's alleged they don't report things over $50,000 and it went up to $225,000. What are the chances of that? What are the chances of that? Why would you do that? Maybe to not see where the money went? I thought you were a Marxist, distributing money according to people's abilities and needs. I thought that's what you believed in. Like Nancy Pelosi believes in income inequality and AOC, 
drives a nice Tesla, lives in a fancy apartment and shops in Whole Foods, AOC. Remember that one? Or Nancy Pelosi, who don't worry, again, it's not worth $197 million. She's only worth $97 million. I, what, but they don't believe what they're saying? But you do. So just to be clear, they're lecturing you, if you're a liberal watching my show or a college kid, they're lecturing you on this stuff, telling you you should believe in these principles that they don't practice themselves, and you idolize these people? You worship them like the golden calves you believe they are? You genuflect? You get on a knee? Why do you do that? They're not genuflecting towards you. They're laughing at you. They think you're an idiot. Do you understand that? They think you are a moron. And God forbid you're a college kid making sandwiches or scooping ice cream to make a buck in college, trying to get yourself your college tuition money and money to live by. I say, God bless you. No, I mean that. I'm not using the Lord's name in vain. I literally mean, God bless you. For working your butt off. My daughter scoops ice cream. I know the liberals are laughing. <laughs> Grandpa Gino's daughter. She doesn't need the buddy. She scoops ice cream. You're damn right she does. And I'm proud of her. Because she does have to do it. Not because she needs to, but because she needs to. I know you think that's funny. I don't. Patrice Cullors thinks it's funny. Here's another Patrice Culler story, founder of Black Life Matters, hers. New York Post, remember this one from April 2021? Inside BLM co-founder Patrice Culler, Patrice Con Culler's million-dollar real estate buying bin. She's got a million-dollar real estate portfolio? My daughter could have that. I could give that to her if I wanted to. She doesn't. Why not? Because my daughter doesn't need that. She needs to work. I thought Patrice Cullors said she was going to distribute income. She's a Marxist according to people's needs and abilities. What exactly are Patrice Cullors' abilities that she's entitled to a million-dollar real estate portfolio? I'm just, I'm just asking. Again, to those of you out there, college campuses and elsewhere, watch this show. They don't believe it. Why do you? There are more frauds in this movement. Another complete fake phony is this absolute zero Bernie Sanders who has everybody suckered. Play this cut. Here's Bernie Sanders telling us all how quotes here, folks, he's deeply troubled by the rich and powerful. Check this loser out. Working with the president, it feels good. I think there is a growing understanding that for decades now, we have paid attention to the very rich and the powerful. And I think what most Americans understand is that the time is long overdue, that, so, that we deal with the issues facing the middle class and working families. So it feels very good to be in a position to begin doing that. So Bernie Sanders wants to deconstruct the rich and the powerful, and he says, quote, it feels pretty good to be able to do that. Um, I wonder if he's talking about himself. Let's go back to this Politico piece from May of 2019. Politico, by the way, I used the left-leaning source on purpose because, again, I know there are leftists who listen to the show who, if you put up anything from Bongino.com, Breitbart, elsewhere, of course, they'll say it's a conspiracy theory, even though it isn't. So I decided to go to one of your own gods, Politico, and here's the title of the article, Michael Cruz, The Secret of Bernie's Millions. 
How did he amass three houses and a net worth approaching at least $2 million? The surprisingly conventional middle-class climbing of a radical-sounding socialist. Hmm. At least he's not worth Nancy Pelosi's $97 million. I wonder if he's competitive with AOC. What do you think AOC's worth? Is she worth a million, two million yet? She has a nice Tesla, beautiful apartment, Whole Foods, shops at Whole Foods, which can be very expensive. That's nice. That's, that's cute. So I'm going to ask you one last time before I move on. And I know, you know, so again, some of the people who listen to this show who are not conservatives, you may have a tough time with these questions because they're uncomfortable to think about. But I'll ask you again. If these people don't believe in what they're telling you, then why do you believe it? Why? All right. Um, let me get to my third sponsor. and I want to move on because the latest CRT scam is really disturbing. Critical race theory. Now, all of a sudden, leftists that celebrated critical race theory are running with smoke from their heels away from critical race. We're not teaching critical race theory. Why? Because as I said to you on Friday, we're winning. Post the W. Post the win. Americans found out they were teaching their kids to be racist in public schools, objected to it, and now the left is in a full-blown panic and retreat. I'll prove it to you in a minute and how they're doing the word games again. If you're proud of something, freedom, liberty, the fight for justice, you talk about it all the time. It's like, you know, asking people if they're vegans. Just You don't have to ask them. Just, any conversation, they'll fit in, they're a vegan. They're so proud of it. Do you ever notice? Not knocking vegans. I was a vegetarian for a long time, not a vegan. It was lacto-ovo. But it's amazing. You bring up the Kenny Bell, they're like, you know, I don't eat the Kenny Bell. I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat metal. It doesn't taste good. It's incredible. But you think if you were, and they're proud of it. Good for you. It's probably a pretty healthy lifestyle. I don't know. Not for me right now. I like, the, you know, dead cows. I like steaks. Just my thing. Sorry. But I'm just saying, like, if you're proud of it, you talk about it all the time. I, I mean, I've been in Brazilian jiu-jitsu for a long time. Is nothing, every single white belt that starts Brazilian jiu-jitsu six months in, it's all they want to talk about because they realize it transforms their whole life. It makes everything different. All of a sudden, you look at every situation differently. You're like, you know what? I could whoop this guy's ass, but I'm not going to because I don't want to get sued, number one. And secondly, like, violence is for idiots. Really, I don't need to do it. You never, ever have to negotiate from a position of weakness again, and it changes everything. I'm not kidding. So all Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys want to talk about when they're new is Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You bring up the Kenny Bell. Like, I choked the Kenny Bell out one time. I did. I got him in, a, I got him in an omoplata. It was great. He tapped out. Guy tapped out. Shoulder lock. Worked every. <laughs> Only <laughs> vegans and BJJ people know what I'm talking about right now. All right. Last, uh, excuse me. Next sponsor. And then don't fall for the latest CRT scam. Hey, We the People holsters. This is mine right here. You hear that for those of you listening? That's a microphone right there. This is my We the People holster. Listen, it gets crazy out there. A lot of you are choosing to exercise your Second Amendment right and protect yourself with a firearm. You need a good holster, though. Go to the American-made We the People holsters. This is mine. This is my actual We the People. It's actually, uh, we, it says We the People. <laughs> it's a constitutional. This is for my Glock 43. Love it. These guys are more than just holsters. They're becoming a destination for patriotic Americans like you. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Check out their complete line of patriotic shirts. They're 100% American-made tactical gun belt with the proprietary talon buckle. They even have their own line of bacon jerky that's been flying off the shelves. Don't even eat one of them because you'll eat the whole bag of the bacon jerky. One shot like that. You can't put it down. Most importantly, We The People holsters are custom molded. Look, you see that? It's custom molded. It's not some crap one-size-fits-all in the waistband piece of garbage where your firearm's going to fall out. Custom molded. That way, when you put the firearm in, click, you know it's safe. And it's a quick, smooth draw. 
You can also adjust the uh, clip on the back. With thousands of options to choose from, plus a selection of custom printed holsters, you're sure to find out the one. You're sure to find the one that's just the right for you, just the right fit for your lifestyle. How do you get them? We thepeopleholsters.com/slash Dan go today. Get an additional ten dollars off with the promo code Dan. We all love promo codes. Every holster comes with a lifetime warranty. If it's not a perfect fit, no worries. Send it back for a full refund. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Promo code Dan for an extra $10 off. So, as I've warned you in the past, the left loves the euphemism game. They love, in simpler terms, they love the word dance and the word play. Now, if you were so proud of critical race theory and teaching people to hate each other based on their skin color, critical race theory is racist. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not debating you. If you support critical race theory for the umpteenth thousandth time, you're a racist and you're not a soft racist. You're a hardcore bigot. I feel very sorry for you. I recommend you immediately seek, psych, seek psychological assistance or the, uh, the trained support of a mental health professional because you need it because racism is a really horrible thing and a stain on humanity, okay? I'm not kidding. Go in a search engine, find mental health professionals, and ask your psychiatrist why you were such a racist. So Ilhan Omar apparently um, has caught on to the fact that we are winning the war against racist critical race theory, and she's very upset. But notice this tweet. This tweet is fascinating. I thought they love critical race theory. So why are they running from it? Quote Ilhan Omar on Twitter. Republicans love to create outrage over things that aren't actually happening. People should be asking them, the Republicans, what elementary, middle, and high school is teaching critical race theory and why they're spinning false narratives. Oh, here we go. Ilhan, brother marrier, Ilhan Omar's back. You would think Ilhan Omar would be proud of critical race theory. If you believe in all this nonsense about the white male patriarchy, knowledge being a construct of power, the actual critical theory roots of it, as I discussed this weekend on my Fox News show with Carol Swain, which we'll get to in a minute. But they're not. They're playing a word dance now, and I want you to be ready. I'm here because you work for a living. You all are the heart and soul of this country. You're delivering the goods. You're building the goods. I get to talk for a living. My job is to work in support of you. That is it. You owe me nothing. I owe you everything, and I will never waste your time. Get ready for this response at school board meetings now. They're going to say, we don't teach critical race theory. Maybe they're not assigning Derek Bell and Delgado books with the title Critical Race Theory. But it's the tenets of critical race theory that mattered. Let me give you an analogy to help you think this through. Because the left loves to play these word games. Because they're caught. They're on the run. Brother Marrier knows it. She understands that. So now they've got to get, oh, we're not teaching critical race theory. I thought you were proud of it. Here's an analogy for you. They may not be assigning specific texts that say critical race theory, but all of the tenets of critical race theory are there. It would be like saying, hey, you guys are teaching a course in bank robbery. I don't want you teaching that to my kids. No, we're not teaching a course in bank robbery. It's interesting. I'm reading this text. It says, go to bank, display firearm, tell bank teller you have a firearm, demand money, how to get the money, how to get rid of the die pack, how quickly the police officers respond, how to drive the getaway car, how to launder money. We're not teaching bank robbery. The class is called cash withdrawals, not from an ATM. Oh, 
Oh, okay. Oh, no, it's not bank robbery, folks. Folks, this is the this is total bull. You get the point. They're teaching white oppression. They're teaching the idea of the, the white male patriarchy, that knowledge in itself is not real. It's a construct of power enforced by the white male patriarchy. These are all tenets of both critical theory and critical race theory. It's it's stepson. They're not allowed to say son. It's critical race theory. It's you got to use some kind of he, they them pronoun. Critical they them. You understand what they're doing? It's a word game. Use that analogy. Steal it. You don't have to footnote it. You don't have to tell anybody I made it up. I don't care. They're teaching the concepts. So if they say to you, well, we're not teaching critical race theory, you should say to them, okay, fine. You're not assigning a specific text entitled critical race theory. Are you teaching white oppression? Are you teaching an oppressor-oppressed matrix? And what are you basing that on? Are you teaching in any way, shape, or form about a white male patriarchy and knowledge being a construct, a construct of power? Get the answers on the record because that is what critical race theory is. They're doing a dance. You expect the brother marrier to be able to be honest with you? I thought they were proud of it. Now, folks, I've known about this for a long time about the euphemisms game. I've warned you about leftist word games. Oh, just by the way, breaking news. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt the show, but the Supreme Court rules 9-0 no, uh, in favor of NCAA athletes. That's a big story. So we'll get to that a little. Maybe we'll cover that in the radio show. Jim, I know you listen. Let's talk about that a little bit later. Oh, wow, this is going to change college sports forever. So that's interesting. We'll, we'll discuss it tomorrow. Dee, remind me tomorrow. Take a note, please. Uh, Supreme Court tomorrow. Sorry, folks. Again, don't mean to interrupt the show. This is important stuff, but... Uh, you know, this is really going to be huge. But I've been warning you forever about leftist word games. Watch this. Here is another video I saw on social media. Person claims to be a teacher. Again, I can't vouch for the authenticity of this. The only reason I bring these up, well, why are you putting it on, uh, on the show? Because it's going around social media. These things become viral. Whether this guy's joking, a teacher or not, there are people listening to this who take this seriously. Here's another video I saw on social media this weekend of a, a guy claiming to be a teacher who explains why, again, critical race theory is so important. And watch the euphemisms game, how he avoids the fact that it's teaching people to hate each other based on skin color. Check this out. So this comment right here is asking me to explain um, why not wanting critical race theory in the classroom is racist. Thank you for asking me this question. I'd love to explain it. So critical race theory talks about how the systems that we have, the laws that we have, um, how all of those are designed to oppress people groups. Things like mass incarceration, the prison industrial system, the military industrial system, all of those are used to oppress people groups. By teaching this in the classroom, we can show our kids what systems need to be challenged and thought about differently. Racism isn't going to be fixed by me going down to a kid right here and saying, hey buddy, you really need to be nicer to that kid over there even though they look a little bit different than you. We can dismantle racism by dismantling systems of oppression, not by being nice to people. When you don't want to teach future generations about how these systems were designed to oppress people, you're taking the side of the oppressor, being racist. So apparently, it looks like that video may have been deleted, which is fascinating. Again, I don't know this guy. It's not personal. I don't know him. I don't even know if he's kidding or not. I don't know if he's a teacher. He's not a teacher. 
But what's interesting about that is that's making its way, its rounds are in the media and uh, uh, also on social media. And you notice what he does there. It's not just the euphemisms game. In other words, the word dance. Oh, it's not CRT. It's just the principles of CRT we're teaching. Notice what he does. He plays the word game. Oh, it's all about systemic racism. What's the system, dude? Oh, it's the prison industrial complex. Okay, fair enough. At least you said some. What? One, explain exactly what that means. And second, show me a person in jail right now. You're talking about prison, correct? That's the system you believe is racist. Show me someone in jail that is in jail because of their race. You're alleging racism there, correct? Guys, you heard it, right? Did anyone miss that? Justin, Guy, Joe, you heard it? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Okay, so show, we'll, we, will, we will highlight the story on the show. Don't tell me about a case where a jury ruled and you thought that it, listen, we believe in a jury system. If a person's guilty in court, then they're guilty. If not, they appeal. I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear about a case you can show me, a case, a single case of a human being in the United States you can prove is only in jail because of their race. I'll wait. I can show you socialist countries where that happens, where they imprison uh, not just race, but religion and ethnicity, where they imprison Uyghurs in China, your socialist gods in China, just because they're Muslim Uyghurs. Show me a case where a person is in jail precisely because of their race. Not your hypotheticals. You said the system was, if the system is racist, as this gentleman says, then you should be able to show me not one case, fellas, correct, but thousands? Am I crazy? If it's systemically racist, you should be able to produce thousands. We, to that gentleman, on the, we will, if you can show me those cases, I'll have you on the show and you and I will link shields on that. Because if there is a person in this country you know is in jail, not because of a crime, specifically jailed because they're black, I'll fight together with you on that. Proudly. I'm not kidding. Talks about the military, too. What, someone was forced in the military because they were black? The system's racist? There are blacks in the military who are being, what, they being discriminated against in the military. Can you show me where that is? Because the last time I checked, we had people in our military recommending CRT-based books. Jim Banks asked an admiral in the Navy about that last week. It was featured on Tucker Carlson's show. So the same military, this, just to be clear, folks, again, I'm just repeating what the gentleman said. He's claiming the military is one of those systems that's racist, yet it's weird. We have people in our military teaching the system he claims is going to solve racism. Am I missing something? Again, I can't take it. The stupid, I can't, I'm losing brain cells and I've got another show to do today. I slept good and I feel, and I don't want to feel bad today. I really, I don't sleep good at night. I slept great like a legend last night. Two hours of deep sleep. That's like a record for me. These guys are laughing in the background because they know like I'm always good. When they come in in the morning, they can pretty much tell when I slept terribly. I asked Carol Swain about this. And thank you to everyone who tuned in again to my new Fox show, Unfiltered, Saturday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern on the Fox News Channel. Carol Swain was fantastic. We got so much positive feedback about this segment. It was off the charts. Hundreds upon hundreds of emails, 
DMs, Facebook messages, parlor posts, everything, telegram messages on this. I had Carol Swain on. I asked her this question about the euphemisms game, the left plays with, with the critical race theory. Check this out. Dr. Swain, did you notice that the advocates of critical race theory, which is racist, and I'm sorry if you support it, you're a racist too, suggesting we judge people by their skin color is the essence of racism. But did you notice they live in euphemisms and they play these games, these obfuscation games, they can never describe exactly what they're talking about. Quick example, yes. we just played Ibram Kendi, asked to define racism, had a really tough time. And then when I've asked people to describe systemic racism, I say, okay, well, describe to me the system you're talking about, because most of the systems you're talking about are, in fact, run by liberals. They can't seem to ever well, pin it down. let me tell you, the problem is that it's indoctrin indoctrination that they memorize these concepts and they have no clue what it means. And this is at the university yes. level, as well as with the K through 12, because they're starting, you know, with kindergartners. Uh, and there's research out there that argues that babies can be racist as early as six months. And so um, no critical thinking is taking place. They don't have to define their terms unless they're asked by a conservative, and none of them can. Critical race theory is racist. I see it as the civil rights issue of our time. And I'm proud of President Trump for leading the battle because he does have a big platform and his executive order last year that banned critical race theory in federal programs by federal contractors, that was a step in the right direction because critical race theory runs contrary to the Civil Rights Act of 1964, our civil rights laws, our Constitution's Equal Protection Clause, and just how we treat other Americans. I love, I love Dr. Swain. Love Dr. Swain. And big, fat hat tip. Awesome bear hug hat tip to my producer, Sabrina, who's like, we got to get Dr. Carol Swain on. That was her idea. Listen, credit where credit is due. If I do something good, okay, great. If I remember someone else, they're going to get celebrated on this show. Great, great idea. She was spectacular. Yes, critical race theory is racist. Yes, they play the word games because they're trying to avoid the fact that what they believe in is racist. We want <laughs> you need more examples? Here was the disastrous Mark Lamont Hill show. I hate to give this guy any PR because he's a radical leftist too. But he had that Yale psychiatrist on or psychologist. I don't even remember which one. You know, the one who had made those controversial comments about critical race theory and white people. Had her on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it gets even worse. Again, for those of you suggesting, oh, they're not teaching critical race theory in schools. Here are the people who are actually out lecturing and, and polluting the minds of young Americans everywhere. Play cut one. This is that Yale psychiatrist on Mark Lamont Hill's show talking again about systemic racism. Check this out. There are no good apples out there. White people make my blood boil. When you say there are no good apples out there, uh, yeah. what, are you, what, are you, what kind of claim are you making? I'm talking about people have this idea that um, racism is something that if you're consciously racist, or if you're a Klan member. And I'm sort of making the claim that racism is something that is unconscious and it is actually in everyone. And everyone uses these words systemic. They're like, you know, I, I, you, I'm, I know that racism is systemic. And yet individually, when you call them out, they'll, they'll be like, well, it's not me, you can't say that. 
And so there's a disconnect between use of the word systemic and saying that racism is everywhere, but the moment you point it out individually, there's sort of people disown their own violence and racism. That's fascinating. She suggests the system is racist, but when you point out individual people are racist, they object to it, which is interesting. Because when I had a leftist on my Fox show, what was it, three weeks ago, Fisk, what was his name, Roger Fisk, who's a leftist, and I said to him, you know, in critical race theory, are you an oppressor? He did the same thing. He was like, no, 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 not me, man. I'm not an oppressor. I'm not an oppressor at all. He's white, by the way. Doesn't bother me. Obviously, I don't care one bit. I judge people by their character. That's what critical race theory says. If you're a leftist who believes this, you, she's, she's not wrong. This lady's not wrong. If you believe in critical race theory and you are white, then you are an oppressor. And if you're a white liberal, you should admit it. Give up all your goods, turn them over to minority members of your community. You are an oppressor. Live your code. Live your credo. Have some cojones. Be like, as someone just sent me in an email, Micah, very good email. Just got it during the show from a listener. Emails me often. Said you missed the story on the Chinese spy last week, giving up all the information about coronavirus. His name was Dong Jingwei. You should have said Dong had balls. We missed it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. She, yeah. it she or he, I don't know. She said it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you're tempting. Joe, we missed that. You really, you're there to back me up in situations like that. And you missed it too. I want that on the record. Just saying. I don't, I, listen, this lady's not wrong. She believes in critical race theory. And she's saying, you're all racist too. Don't run away from it. Matter of fact, here she goes on to tell you how white people are psychopaths. <laughs> no, no, yes. Check this out. Would it be fair to say, based on your expertise, that white people are psychopathic? I think I I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's many lies that, and I had didn't get to that part because what I delivered was only um, part of a first series of talks. But the way the level of lying that white people do that has started since colonialism we're just used to it <laughs> i listen she's not lying she's not lying she's telling you she believes in critical race theory she believes what she's saying is a lie you understand but she's not lying does that make sense it's like that person you meet in the street with some mental disturbance you know, has a tinfoil hat, believes the rays, the alien rays, are, it's going to reflect the rays off their skull. That's a lie. That's not happening. But they're not lying. They actually believe that. Do you get it? Does that make sense? That person's not lying. What they believe is a lie. She believes critical race theory, which is a lie. But she's not lying. She actually believes that. And that's my problem with you phony, fake, upper crust, bow tie wearing, foie gras eating, phony fraud, white, rich, rich, rich liberals who vote for Obama, Biden, and others and lecture everyone about being racist is you don't admit you're the racist yourself. If you believe in it like this woman, then do something about it. Stop oppressing people. Give away your property. Give away your car. Why are you in a job that makes six figures? That job could belong to an oppressed person. Give that job up. Why don't you groom a young minority man or woman to take the position? Why not? 
Have you not asked yourself that? This woman's living a lie, but she's not lying. You're both living a lie and you're a liar. Because you're lying to your, no, 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 I'm not racist. Like the guy I had on my show, Fisk. Oh, no, no, I'm not an oppressor. Well, you, you believe in critical race theory. It says white people are oppressors. No, not me. It's the other white people. You're not only living a lie, you're a liar too. And on the scale of depravity, I actually have more respect for people who live a lie but aren't lying. She's like, yeah, yeah, you're all, I don't respect the person's ideas. But she's not backing down. All right, let me get to my last sponsor. And then I want to, uh, I had another guest on this weekend. That again, I, I, I want to, can I work something through with you all on the air here? I've been really, today's show, I'm a little excitable because I, sorry, like I said, I was, woke up this morning like a ball of fire. And I'm afraid that like, I didn't articulate my ideas really well. So I want to walk through something on the air with you because I need your help with something on my Fox show, okay? Fox people are listening right now. Probably like, don't worry. I, I, get a, I got a handle. I need my audience. I do what I want <laughs> every time. Hey, according to a recent study, 330 million people became victims of cybercrime and another 55 million had their identity stolen. I had my identity stolen. It sucked. It was awful. It was the worst thing. It took me like a year to clean up the mess. It can cost victims money, but it takes up a lot of time. That was the worst part. Honestly, folks, I didn't even care about the money. It was the time it took forever to clean up the mess. Cybercrime victims collectively spent almost 2.7 billion hours trying to resolve their issues. I'm one of them. It's important to understand our cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we put our information at risk on the internet. In an instant, a cybercriminal could harm what's yours. Your finances, your credit. Good thing there's LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If it happens to you, God forbid, you'll have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. I got LifeLock after my identity was stolen years ago. I wish I would have had that at the time. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But keep what's yours, yours, with LifeLock identity theft protection. Don't wait. Get it for your kids, your mom, your dad, your mother-in-law, everyone. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year at lifelock.com slash Bongino. That's lifelock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. Go today. Thanks. So here's what I'm talking about, and I need your help after this. Here's a quick cut again from my Fox show. I don't plan on doing this every week, but there was some good stuff this weekend if you missed it. I've been doing a debate segment called The Rebuttal because I believe in debates. I know some of you don't like it. You're like, why do you give these liberals airtime? You may be right. I, want, I need your advice on this because the show is for you. It's not for me. Here's a cut of me debating a liberal David Tafari. Again, who was nice enough to come on, but just keeps pumping the hoax, and I'm not going to let it happen. Check this out. It is gospel with Democrat media and Democrat activists, every, activists everywhere. Yet now with this lab leak theory, where there's a mound of evidence that this is the likely scenario, it was downplayed by just about everyone, and we were called conspiracy theorists. Why the difference there? Dan, I have no idea why you'd say that there's nothing truthful about the Mueller investigation, the Russia investigation. First of all, 17 national security and intelligence agencies of the U.S. government found that Russia did interfere in our election. Uh, no, they Moreover, didn't. No, dozens, that's not true. Uh, David, that's yes, not they, true. It wasn't yes, 17. Yes, they did. I've read the it report. Was one. I can, no, Dan, no I, they didn't. That's not Dan, true. Dan, I can show you the report. They didn't, that didn't happen. 
Well, but yeah, that didn't. I know. I've read it. I actually wrote a few books on. That's actually not the case. It wasn't 17, so that's not true. Matter of fact, it, the NSA, Mike Rogers that's from what the, the NSA, did not concur with that report. Why am I frustrated? Because whereas I think the f segment we did with the what's his name, Roger Fisk. I'm sorry, I wasn't. I'm not trying to be rude. I just forget his name. The liberal we had in week one of my show, which I think was informative. He's a white Democrat who came on and admitted he's not an oppressor, meaning he doesn't believe in critical race theory while claiming to believe in critical race theory. I think that helps, pointing out the hypocrisy. I don't, I'm not sure that segment was particularly helpful. We got past something because he can't, the minute he opened his mouth, he's already saying something that's not true. It was not 17 agencies that agreed on this. This has already been debunked like 100 times. You doubt me? Check out this Fox News piece from Fred Flights, who used to be in the intel community. More indications Intel assessment of Russian interference in election was rigged. This is from May of 2017. This will be, that's why I think this is totally useless. Here, quote, in his May 8th testimony, the Senate Judiciary uh, hearing, Jim Clapper confirmed what Flight said in January, that this report to Fari's talking about, the guy he debated, reflected the views of only three intelligence agencies, just like I said in the clip. The CIA, the NSA, and FBI, not all 17. Flights explained in his January article how unusual this was since an intelligence community assessment is supposed to reflect the collected judgment of all the agencies or at least the agencies with relevant expertise. Ladies and gentlemen, it was not 17 agencies. And Mike Rogers of the NSA, who was knee-deep in the Russia hoax in that case and told was warning people about it, I believe, made it clear he did not agree with that. Again, I, I, I can't, so my question to you, because I'm running out of time on the show here. Is this worth it? Do you think it's helpful to expose these people on the air or do you think it's a waste of your time? I'm serious. The show is for you. I moved the segment around a little bit. I feel like it's informative. I feel like calling liberals out uh, is helpful. But if you don't feel like it, the show is for you. It's not for me. I owe you everything. You owe me nothing, nothing, zero. I owe you a quality show you enjoy. If you feel like it's worthless, email us. Info at Bongino.com. We'll get a thousand. But that's good. I, I, that's how much I respect you. I want to see what you have to say. If you think the segment's worthless, let us know. If you think it's helpful to expose it. This weekend, I had a bit of a tough time with that one. Because I, I, I'm debating in my head. You know, Gee's here. We were chatting about it this morning. And Guy's like, you know, I like the show this week. And I said, thanks. And, you know, I said, I think I had a few downsides to it. And, you know, we're always working on improving it. But I liked it, too. I thought it was our, our best one yet. And Guy throws compliments like manhole covers. So if he says it, he pretty much means it. He's like, no, I thought it was a good show. But I said to him, I go, you know, I think that segment was a little weak. These guys just lie all the time. And in my head, as it was happening, I'm like, do I let him get away with this 17 agencies thing? Although I know it's a lie knowing it's going to clog up the whole segment, or do I just stop it? I'm telling you, that's what was going through my head. Because I'm like, if I let it go, then he promoted propaganda on my show. Let us know what you think. All right, folks, I got to run. I got the radio show today. I've got a couple things I left behind you're going to want to see tomorrow. I get some commentary on this Bill Maher thing I think is important. Also, Ron DeSantis strikes again. Um, and also this thing at the Sunset and all that happened this weekend. So don't miss tomorrow's show. I will have David Wells on my radio show today. We're going to talk about a lot of things involved with sports. If you've ever followed Major League Baseball, this guy was the man. Pitched for the Yankees, Toronto Blue Jays, Baltimore Orioles, 
one of the best lefties to ever play the game. Don't miss the show. And subscribe to my Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino. Thanks, folks. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.